as to actually choose a profession towards a cochlear implantation program. Uh, so your colleague is an implantologist or a cochlear implant surgeon. So when you do this kind of a, a fellowship or get trained in cochlear implants, you are uh, treated with special regard and respect. So I would uh, like to share uh, you all people how my journey started and how it's going on now. And then I'll also brief on how to build a career in implantation otology. Okay, so I did my uh, medicine uh, from Kakatiya Medical College, and then uh, I did my DLO from Usmania Medical College, that's a government ENT hospital. Uh, I did not get a seat in MS at that time because of many reasons. Uh, so at the time of DLO, while doing a diploma in otolaryngology, I was not sure whether I would be given uh, any ear surgery at all. So in the previous years, maybe five to 10 years before my joining as a postgraduate in diploma course in otolaryngology, I used to know uh, from my seniors that uh, there were hardly any cases for a DLO candidate at that time, at that point of time. So I never expected that I would be doing a ear surgery during my DLO program. But it's because of my senior residence by name, uh, Dr. David, he made me uh, do temporal bone dissection. He gave me the temporal bone and he himself asked me to do temporal bone dissection under his supervision. So he made me do five temporal bone dissections. He took that five bones to the HOD and then he gave approval for me to go and do ahead with a ear surgery. That's how my ear journey, ear surgery journey started. So it was because of my senior resident, I started my ear surgeries. So I went on to do 20 mastoidectomies during my DLO days. Okay. Later on, after my diploma, it's always an inferior degree or else it is considered to be an inferior degree going to pursue higher education, okay, either an MS or a DNB. At that time, I was uh, clearing this DNB also. So I joined DNB at my ENT Institute under the guidance of uh, Dr. Meghna, sir. I did my uh, DNB and I was fortunate enough to get good colleagues, juniors, seniors, teachers, everyone. And uh, I did nearly 150 year surgeries. At that time, in a, doing in a private setup, it's not that easy to do 150 surgeries. So I thought that I've done enough number of year surgeries. I, I will always wish to become a rhinological surgeon. I was more fascinated towards the endoscopic sinus surgery. Then uh, I became an accidental otologist. My wife is a, a D-Optal candidate. She was searching for MS-Optal opportunity. So she came across the CMC website. So uh, at that time, uh, she said me that uh, there is an opportunity to uh, do a fellowship in uh, implantation otology, which is a new one. So I just gave the entrance. I got into uh, the fellowship program. Uh, that is how my journey started in cochlear implantation surgeries. So I went on to do a two years fellowship training course from Christian Medical College, Velo under my director, uh, Dr. John Matthew. Later on, I did my uh, two years uh, training at CMC Velour as a fellow in implantation otology. 
as a first of its kind in uh, India. That's the first kind of fellowship in implantation otology. Then I went to US for a very short period, myself and Manu. Uh, Manu was my uh, junior college colleague uh, by one year. Uh, it's always like you, you don't uh, even uh, know that you are uh, going hand in hand actually. So it's because of him and because of my good teachers and my colleague. So uh, we had an opportunity to get trained under a very prestigious uh, institute called as uh, ICIT. It stands for International uh, Cochlear Implant Training Institute. So we went there, uh, had, a, uh, had been done doing that course. And then we had an opportunity to do a short observership program at our uh, institute of choice. Manu went to Hausier Institute and uh, I went to John Hopkins. Uh, we got trained in neurotology observership, then came back to India, got a one more fellowship program that is Cochlear Implant Group of India. It's a very active group. So uh, because of uh, teachers like Dr. Neelam White, who is from Pune, uh, I was trained under her at KMH Pune. So my entire training in implantation otology was for approximately three years, pure implantation otology. We do deal with all kinds of ear surgeries, more so interested in uh, uh, implantable hearing solutions like uh, cochlear implants, uh, Baha, and also auditory brainstem implantation. Though we haven't had the experience of doing a brainstem implantation, we know how to do it and we are up for it. So this is my career, a very short one. Now, how to build a career in implantation otology? I would recommend all the junior colleagues who are into their postgraduates or immediately who did their post-graduation. I would recommend that during your two years of your MS, out of three years of MS, First two years, you please concentrate on all the subspecialties. That is both in rhinology and also in head and neck, apart from otology. So in the third year of your PG training, you choose your subspeciality of interest. How to choose a subspeciality of interest? First thing, what are you interested in? Number two, what is good in your hands and what is giving good results in your hands, choose that specialty. The third factor is, if you are from a uh, city like Delhi, Bombay, Chennai, Hyderabad, Bangalore, that is the metro cities, you need to be something special to build on your practice if you want to practice privately in a public sector, not in a public sector, in a private sector. You need to be ahead of your time, you need to be ahead of your colleagues, Though you are going with the colleagues, you need to be a little bit ahead of your colleagues. That is how you will be recognized. So if you want to plan to settle down in a metro city, then I would recommend you to get specialized training in one subspeciality of your interest, be it implantation otology or pediatric rhinology or endoscopic sinus surgery or scalpels, whatever it is. If you want to practice in a district level, or a district headquarters level or a small town, your MS degree will definitely be useful for you. But at the same time, you for your practice in a tier two or tier three cities or in towns or in district, 
you need not be super specialized okay it's always good to have a super speciality but you can continue to do a good work with your msc now in your final year choose your sub specialty first and then show your interest towards that sub specialty and please be actively participating in the sub specialty of interest suppose you are into your third year of post graduation if you are interested in otology scrub up or try to scrub up for each and every year case and major cases like facial nerve decompression or a glomus uh, tumor excision or a, uh, any ear surgery for that uh, going to internal auditory canal or cp angle or anywhere depending upon the setting or the hospital so after you complete your post graduation you should have a clear cut idea which specialty you are interested in then you need to search at least 6 months to uh, one year ahead of your uh, finishing of your post graduation i would like to recommend you to search for institutes which offer a fellowship training program or a mch degree you choose list it down and depending upon your uh, residence where you are going to stay whom you are going to get married how much time you have to go and get training specialized training leaving your family aside in case if needs to be then go apply it crack the exam get the seat be dedicated be very sincere do your hard work after your after your fellowship training come back and practice always do have uh, someone beside you or behind you who can guide you in case if you have any difficulties in our setup myself and manu do practice very aggressively so in if we have any big case we pull up together and uh, see we are capable of doing individual surgeries also but it is always better to have another hand behind or beside you okay this is how one can plan uh, higher education or training okay so any questions please do ask me please please feel free and uh, whoever wants to ask any question you can unmute yourself uh, turn by turn and please pose your questions this is a very informal webinar okay i would like to uh, give a few uh, tips for you as how to uh, build your career in any sub specialty for that matter more so in otology yeah harsha anyone would like to have uh, any question please do ask am i audible Yes, yes, you are audible, sir. Yeah. See, you can raise your hand or you can ask any question. This is exclusively for uh, post grads and uh, senior residents or junior colleagues who have just finished up their post graduation. See, no question is wrong. Okay, you can always question. See, it may be a valid question for you, and similar question might be there in others' mind too. So please do ask. A anyone? If there are any questions, otherwise I would proceed with the uh, listing out the institution which offer fellowship in otology. Should I? 
Arsha. Hello, sir. Yeah. Who's this? Sir, uh, this is uh, Dr. Shilpa, sir. I'm second year ENT PG from uh, Bangalore Medical College, sir. Hi, Shilpa. Nice to talk to you. Please go ahead, beta. Uh, yeah. Hi, sir. Uh, sir, for this uh, ICIT, uh, advanced CI uh, surgeon training in USA, is yes. uh, USMLE required for that, sir? And uh, what is the... Yes. Fine. Good. So, at our time, uh, see, this ICIT training is for the people who are already doing a few CI surgeries or who are willing to do CI surgeries. So it's a training program. It's an online program of 14 weeks. All through the 14 weeks, one day in a week, you'll have an online lecture by either a surgeon or a radiologist or a speech and language pathologist. So one module will have one lecture which is live in a period of seven days or one week, followed by some material which will be given as a module. Okay, you have to read through that module and there will be a questionnaire and it's some sort of an exam, which would be of a 10 to 20 marks. And you have to listen to that lecture and you have to go through the literature which is given to you for that module and you have to do a online testing for each module. So there will be 14 weeks, 14 modules. So for each module to pass on to the next module, you need to achieve 80% score and you can give a repeat test also in case if you fail to pass by 80%, you can give an exam once again, but it will get counted. Okay. So after clearing of this 14 modules, there will be training on temporal bone at USA. So there will be a three-day workshop where you will be given half head to do a basic and advanced cochlear implant dissection. It's basically you will be practicing on a temporal bone or a half head in a premier institute in USA. That would be for one and a half to three days. One and a half lecture, one and a half day of lecture followed by one and a half day of dissection. Okay, you will be given two heads or two temporal bones. After your performance or during your performance during the temporal bone dissection, a one to one ratio of the observer will be there. So you will be watched by a senior ENT surgeon or a senior cochlear implant surgeon from US. So they will mark accordingly. If you are doing a proper cortical mastectomy, there is a tick mark and there is a certain marks for it. If you do a facial recess approach or a posterior tympanotomy, they'll give a tick mark. If you do it properly, there'll be a tick mark. If you do it improperly, there'll be a cross mark. So you'll be losing marks on that. So they will be assessing you through your dissection course. After that, they will be giving you a recognition certificate which says that this person has achieved this certification because he has completed 14 modules of online training followed by three days of exclusive temporal bone dissection in which he is certified to do a cochlear implantation number one number two following this course there will be there will be or they might be offering 
ए न्यूरोटोलॉजी और ए ओटोलॉजी फेलोशिप ट्रेनिंग और ए ऑब्जर्वर ट्रेनिंग एट एनी प्रीमियर इंस्टीट्यूट इन यूएसए फॉर एनी ड्यूरेशन यू नी नॉट पे एनी अमाउंट ओनली थिंग इज यू हैव टू अरेंज फॉर योर लॉजिंग एंड बोर्डिंग एंड ट्रेवल सो बट दे विल नॉट चार्ज एनीथिंग फॉर डूइंग ए ऑब्जर्वरशिप सो दिस इज अबाउट आईसीआईटी बट नाउ international candidates will be six per year so in one year there will be six candidates who will be selected into this course now they are divided for us citizens and non us citizen at our time when we went in 2016 it was all combined now it is not so for um, for non us citizens it is a little bit different for us citizens it is a bit different if you want i can share the link icit by thomas j balcony he is the person who is a pioneer in cochlear implantation has got many patents and uh, 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 literature work so he is the person who organizes this and this is a, a surgeon's training course there is also a training course for audiologist and rehabilitational specialist did i answer you dr shilpa yes sir yes sir thank you so much sir uh, how are the candidates uh, selected sir like, yes. is there an exam or very good correct uh, i i forgot that so you have to forward your cv okay and the present position there should be two recommendation letters from your uh, uh, teachers uh, better is to get uh, a letter from your uh, hod or your princy or the director who might be recommending you for that course okay after you submit that there will be a uh emailed uh, to you so they will be allotting one particular day and time for a telephonic interview so dr thomas j balcony will call you at that given particular appointment time and he will ask a few technical and personal questions if he is happy and he is satisfied with your explanation then you are made to go ahead and make the payment of rupees 800 sorry us dollars 800 for a post graduate or a senior resident and 1000 us dollars for a consultant so after making the payment you will be getting a confirmation letter and you will be uh, enrolled into the next course icit course this is how it is thank you thank you so much sir thank you dr shilpa yes next yeah please go ahead so uh, i'll just uh, go ahead with my uh, simple explanation so which institutes in india are offering this uh, otology fellowship training okay i'll list out one by one number one is christian medical college velour it is in tamil nadu it's a deemed uh, institute it's number two medical college in india only after aims and number one in south india so this velour is uh, approximately 140 kilometers away from chennai so it is in between uh, chennai and bangalore so it is midway between chennai and bangalore it is in south india it's in tamil nadu so this institute offers two year fellowship training exclusively in implant otology this is called as fellowship post doctoral fellowship in implant otology this is for Two years duration, 
you will be doing all ear surgeries and exclusively work into the cochlear implantation so there will be a entrance examination twice in a year mostly in april to may the entrance the second entrance will be in october november so it will be of uh, multiple choice questions once you clear the theory part a few people will be selected one is to six ratio if you have one seat there will be six people who will be called for practical examination followed by interview if you clear practical examination and interview you will be going to medical checkup after clearing of medical checkup the results will be announced in one day that is 24 hours so after you are shortlisted you will be allowed to apply for at least two fellowships if you want to choose implantation otology as number one and if your second option is pediatric otolaryngology which is also offered in that institution if somebody else ahead of you takes implantation otology you, you can still opt for the second fellowship program so usually it is two persons or two fellows intake per year so if it is not filled by any reason in the earlier session it will be filled for the next session so it is how it is so you can go to cmc.edu.in i repeat cmc.edu.in you can search the website you can search for the fellowship programs or you can call me directly so uh, earlier it was dr john matthew who uh, actually was running this uh, program as a director now i think it is dr anjali lepcha who is the director of uh, fellowship program in implantation otology this is number one one is christian medical college okay number two is it echoing okay number two is this is echo can i go ahead yes sir go ahead okay uh, the people yeah thanks thanks sir so first is christian medical color number two is madras ent research foundation harsha you have two sorry hello 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 yes sir go ahead now now is it fine yeah so the second issues which offers fellowship in implantation otology okay that is madras ent research foundation murf popularly known as murf it is in chennai okay and it is uh, under dr mohan kameshwaran sir padmashri mohan kameshwaran sir so this is a one year fellowship program in fellowship in implantation otology this is a fellowship program in implantation otology this is for one year so you will be exclusively trained in uh, otological surgeries and particularly in cochlear implants so this is a one year fellowship program both cmc valor and merv offers university fellowship recognized fellowships 
the fellowship in CMC Vellore and also in Madras ENT Research Foundation. Both are Tamil Nadu MGR University recognized fellowship programs. There is no fellowship program which is recognized by Medical Council of India. Okay, but these two are recognized by state, state medical council. Okay, Tamil Nadu MGR University Medical Council. Okay, these are two. The other third one is fellowship in otology. Okay, this is uh, also at Apollo Hospitals, Bangalore. Uh, this is uh, under Dr. Sunil Narayan Dutt. Okay. Is a famous cochlear implant surgeon from Bangalore. He's a very, very, very nice guy. He's also uh, uh, a person uh, who is an editor for our Scott Brown. Scott Brown textbook of otolaryngology. So Dr. Sunil Narayan Dutt uh, is the person who is the director of fellowship program in uh, otology at Apollo Hospitals, Bangalore. Okay, this is the third fellowship program. Number four. There is also one uh, fellowship program in otology and cochlear implants by uh, Dr. Meghnatsal at MyENT Institute, Hyderabad. This is for two-year fellowship program at MyENT Institute, Hyderabad. So uh, the fellowships are not MCI recognized. These are only university recognized, that too in Tamil Nadu, MGR University only. The fellowship in um, Apollo Hospitals and my NT hospitals Hyderabad are not recognized by MGR University or MCI or Telangana or Andhra Pradesh universities. Okay, this is only a institutional fellowship. Okay, these four uh, uh, hospitals or institutes offer training in implantation otology. Okay. There are also very short uh, fellowship programs. These are all for one year and two years. Uh, fellowship program at Apollo Hospitals is approximately one year. And uh, at my ND hospital is two years. At Christian Medical College it is two years. And at Murph it is one year. So it is either one year or two years. These are called as long-term fellowship programs. When you come to short-term fellowship programs, a few people do offer a short-term fellowship programs, uh, which is approximately of three months duration. Um, Dr. Milind Kirtane is one pioneer in uh, ENT surgery from Mumbai. So he works at uh, Bridge Candy Hospital. Uh, he works for Hinduja Hospital, Nanavati and Lilavati Hospitals, Mumbai. So uh, there's a short-term fellowship program with him. You need to write to him. You need to impress him. Go there, get trained. You will be traveling with him all through the day uh, during that three years or four years fellowship program. And you will be getting a hands-on experience also. This is a short-term fellowship. So there are totally four to five uh, fellowship programs in otology. Yeah. A any questions? I would like to uh, take them and uh, I'll be, be happy to uh, give a review on that. Any questions, please? We have a Shivam Kesarwani who messaged. Uh, yeah. Any uh, short term, you have answered it, sir. Uh, then do I need to clear USMB for obtaining fellowship from the US? See, uh, this is not actually a fellowship program in US. In US, if you have to do a fellowship program, you have to clear USMLE. 
for a formal training and observership you don't need usl mla now since this question was arise now there are also two institution in us which offer a fellowship program for international students so we are all indians are international students if you want to pursue a fellowship program in us you have to clear usmle there are two institutions which offer the fellowship program in otology neurotology and cochlear implants one university is miami university number two uh, which is uh, i think is headed by simon angeli number two is uh, stanford university so these two universities miami university and stanford university these two uh, universities offer a fellowship program for international candidates one candidate in two years so if this year stanford takes one international student next year it goes to miami third year again it comes back to stanford fourth year it goes back to miami such is the fellowship program for international students is that okay yes sir yeah uh, yes please from the audience please please this is all an interactive session this is nothing learning from him uh, from me okay so you can ask any questions uh, i am regarding how to build your career so uh, yeah uh, harsha was asking me how was the experience after coming to uh, uh, to our native place that is hyderabad so when i did my fellowship and i when i came back to hyderabad the situation was like you are over qualified if you want to go and work with any hospital number 1 number 2 you are very junior to be recognized as a senior consultant in any corporate hospital that is the situation so even though we uh, think that we have done a fellowship program in implantation otology when i returned home in uh, 2017 when i went to any corporate hospitals my age was very less so i was having less experience so i was not taken as a consultant in any corporate hospital so if you go to a very small hospital or a semi corporate hospital you are over qualified you will be overshadowing the already existing consultant so they will not give you a place so after doing fellowship prove your metal join an institution where you have worked and also a little bit of a money that respects your dignity so you can't work for 20000 or 40000 rupees as a fellow or after doing a fellowship program you need to be given a respect reasonable amount of money and work and at last you should be happy that you have done or or you are doing some work which is related to your subspecialty so a few uh, hiccups will always be there no issues but you can uh, come out with flying colors if you are really dedicated please a anyone two 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 more questions were posted sir but you have already spoken about them one is dr amjad khan can you repeat regarding icit training and one more question is guide about you have already spoke about it just uh, uh, there was one more question dr rahul any other country which offers a cochlear implant program other than usa uh, sorry to my knowledge the, no no country offers a fellowship training or uh, 
training in uh, implantation otology no uh, european countries what about australia sir i heard they give australia no 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 is it formal it's no okay. no you have to clear the australian medical council exam for that and it's very difficult to get into australia so people take the name of australia why because cochlear company which is the first company uh, implant manufacturing company originated in australia and uh, people go to australia uh, to get training or hands on experience on implantation and these uh, candidates are taken up by the company people company people select a few individuals who are trained in cochlear implantation with one company like advanced bionics or medal or cochlear they take a few surgeons from developing countries they uh, take care of everything they uh, make the surgeons fly to australia get there a little bit of a training have a interaction with the uh, technical staff and the people who are working uh, on research and then they come back to india that is how the fellowship program or a training program it's basically a training program not a fellowship program next question by dr rutul what are the challenges one can face for private cochlear implantation setup uh, excellent questions uh, very good that's good uh, see uh, private setup now private setup of your own or private setup where you are working in okay private setup a big corporate hospital which can do some publicity get a patient for you or a hospital which doesn't uh, bother about ent branch concentrates on some other uh, super specialty branches like neurosurgery or uh, it concentrates on pediatrics it can concentrates on orthopedics gynecology but ent is a branch which is most neglected or it is not given importance of its nature so if you are uh, work if you are having your own institute or if you are working in your private setup which is owned by you so there might not be any challenges the only challenge is to get some finances to build up a hospital and number 2 is to getting trained that you will be doing anyway number 3 is to get approval for a government scheme so if you want to enroll your institute your own institute for a government program like cochlear implantation arugesri program or adip scheme or any scheme you have to go here and there beg a few people to get an approval for that okay suppose if it is you are concentrating on non government scheme programs then the finances and experience if you are a very young person or a young surgeon people might not believe you to to undergo surgery with you if you are at a very young age they will not be ready to pay few lakhs of rupees and get operated by you or me they might go to some big surgeon get operated it's always their choice okay they can go there so at the initial stage uh, you will be having training you will be having finances you will be having approvals you will be having a mentorship certificate where a company will be giving you a implant and there will be some mentor who will be guiding you and 
you will be allowed to do a cochlear implantation and insert an electrode into one of the cochlea of your patient by all when all these things are put together in a box then you will be able to do a good cochlear implantation surgery okay so a few challenges with getting approvals uh, getting the implant from the company earlier it was very difficult now it is relatively easy number three a mentor who should guide you number four is you should counsel a, your probable implant candidate in such a way that they believe in you though you are a youngster if you are properly trained they will come back to you in case if you are lucky enough suppose if you are working in a corporate setup okay as i do in a corporate setup and also in a public sector too see i work in a pediatric hospital where ent branch is one of the neglected branches they always concentrate on pediatric icu and everything so you will not be given any publicity of uh, any of your surgeries so you have to be rock solid you have to build your own career you have to make a mark if you make a mark and tell that you are something special people will recognize you and then get back to you you have to tell and explain everything when you are on the top if you are in the baseline nobody will hear to you so if you have to say anything achieve something and then say people will listen to you did i answer you are anything more needed the challenges will be there in establishing a setup getting approvals from the company getting a good mentor and getting patients sir yes sir uh, we have uh, four questions yes uh, this one dr shreyas he wants to know about uh, cochlear implant practice in dubai you have any so no clue uh, dubai so i know a few people who fly to dubai operate and come back so to operate in dubai to operate in dubai you need to be a certified uh, cochlear implant surgeon that is you should be having a recognition letter saying that you have done so and so number of cochlear implants number 1 number 2 to practice in dubai you should uh, clear either usmle or uh mrcs degree only then mrcs degree is valid worldwide usmle degree is valid in us so if you can do a mrcs mrcs ent so you are allowed to practice globally even in dubai dubai will take uh, uh, consultants based on their degree and mrcs degree is one such recognized degree our ms ent or dnb ent will not be recognized in dubai next two questions i'm clubbing sir uh, yeah so one question was uh, dr arvind the sir have joined late uh, can you share your experiences uh, in cmc vellore and the second question is uh, similar what do you expect during any fellowship programs as in hardships work experiences very good questions uh, okay first i'll take the first question first my experiences in uh, cmc velor uh, number 2 is uh, what is the expectations okay now uh, i said that i am the first fellow in india 
to do a fellowship in cochlear implantation or implantation otology is the first of its kind so there are hardly any questions answered before this fellowship actually so even the director is new uh, dr john matthew there is no fellowship curriculum so if you have a so when i joined i was just seeing the uh, chiefs or directors op on his behalf so and in his presence we used to work up all otological cases including cochlear implantation we used to uh, read cochlear implantation books on cochlear implantation we used to read about the imaging of uh, parane sorry ct temporal bones mri uh, brain we used to sit with uh, radiologists uh, learn a little bit of a radiology related to cochlear implants and neurotology so uh it was for two years fellowship at uh, cmc velour so our work timings were from 9 to 4 o'clock so it is from monday to friday saturday is a half day up to 12 o'clock sunday is a holiday so a fellow is expected to do director work so fellowship director work is done by fellow you are not doing any sort of a duty like any other sr or uh, postgraduate you are not uh, responsible for anything which is out of your subject okay you can be responsible but you need not answer or you need not uh, emphasize on anything which is unrelated to your implantation otology that is how it was earlier after my uh, fellowship program uh, a few uh, things changed so fellows were treated as senior residents or tutors they are made to do duty every fourth day or fifth day so general rounds followed by ward duties and surgery to be performed under supervision of the director okay so i did not do any duties or uh, any other work other than implantation otology so 4 o'clock you come back to your room Uh, Velour is a very small place. Uh, if you are a foodie like me, uh, there are few good places to eat. Uh, and on Saturday, Sunday, and Sundays, you can just go around Chennai, or you can go to, um, you can just drive to Bangalore, enjoy yourself. But Chennai is a, sorry, Velour is a very small place. Even if you want to watch a movie, you have to go to either uh, Chittor or Bangalore or uh, Chennai. so that is how uh, you'll get bored you or you might get bored or else you'll also have some more time actually if you can utilize you can go to cmc library where you have access to numerable number of journals you can go through the literature you will gain knowledge on it whenever you have time so this was my experience you will be a little bit away from your family if you are uh, uh, married with kids or if you are unmarried then there'll be a little bit of a gap between you and family for a very short period if you there is a proper understanding then the personal relation should uh, be there and uh, it will be strong okay no issues now what should be expected i'm coming to the second question what is expected uh, uh, from the institution and what is expected uh, from the so from the institution there are a few institution which want only uh, some uh, what do you call as uh, some fame so if a premier institute is offering a fellowship program why not we 
we are doing good number of uh, cochlear implants so we shouldn't why shouldn't we start a cochlear uh, implantation fellowship program that is how it is so institute a few institutions are very very good where they are dedicated to teach or to make the fellows trained in cochlear implantation program a few institutions are so where they exploit the fellow okay see getting a degree with a paper is not the one which we require we want a fellow who is pro properly trained properly certified and then he should come out and should should be able to carry individually a, any implant surgery that should be the uh, thinking of an institution unfortunately in a few institutions it is not so but in most of the institutions yes they train the fellow uh, who make them uh, reasonably good enough to carry a cochlear implantation program individually now what is the one which is expected by the fellow when he or she joins an institution number one he or she should not expect only surgical work it is also your duty to counsel a implant candidate the parents work up for the cochlear implantation surgery or any implantation solution explain them gain their confidence do pre-operative work do a proper surgery get a proper training and post-operative rehabilitation should be done and you need to follow up and also audit the results of your cochlear implantation surgery which you do so this is what should be the aim from the fellow who joins and you should also join an institution where there is a proper fellowship curriculum so we may uh, when we joined the fellowship program we ourselves made a curriculum which was approved by the university and the institution so there is a proper curriculum so to your two year fellowship training you are supposed to do six months of preoperative implantation work three months of training in neurosurgery radiology and then three months in speech and rehabilitation rest of the period is for your surgical work so this is how it is divided it is also included that you do a proper temporal bone dissection hands-on so when you do a proper temporal bone dissection it should be monitored by your director and they should be giving you proper training as how to go ahead when you are given a case so this should be the attitude of the fellow who joins the uh, institution so please don't expect that uh, after joining a fellowship program you will be just given a, a cochlear implantation surgery and you will be going and doing it no it's not so only after a proper assessment and after your fellowship director believes in that you are a hard worker you have proper skills and knowledge to operate then they will give when they give a chance you utilize the opportunity show them that you are not just an implant surgeon you are much more than it then they believe you and stick to the same thing even if you do 10 implants during your fellowship program of one years it's not a big thing but even if you do one surgery properly that is more so surgery number is definitely important at the same time quality is more important than quantity yeah did i answer you yes sir.
So next question is uh, a little controversial. Sir, why uh, do you just think... A minute. Just a minute, Harsha. See, uh, the thing is, if you are true to yourself, and see, this fellowship program is not to prove anything to anyone. Fellowship is program is to prove yourself that you are good and better than others. Rightly said, sir. So right. next question is a little controversial, I can say. Um, why do you think the Indian government or NMC or MCI is not really bothering about fellowships in uh, subspecialties of ENT? And many budding ENT surgeons are not getting opportunity to learn subspecialties. Very good. Okay, I'll take one by one. So why are MCI people not recognizing fellowship programs? Suppose you uh, go to head and neck subspecialty, there are fellowships and even Tata Memorial Hospital offers uh, uh, head and neck MCH program. MCH programs are structured. They are having a proper curriculum. A curriculum even says that there should be a proper training. You should be observing 10 head and neck surgeries. You should be assisting 10 head and neck surgeries. You should be operating 10 head and neck surgeries. This is a minimal structured fellowship curriculum. In such, when you come to cochlear implantation training program, you don't have a structured curriculum. No, see, I'm sorry to say, but only few institutions follow a structured fellowship program. So a institution is like they'll get most of the fellow, but when it comes to fellow, there's no structured program and you can't ask your director saying that you please give me a 10 cochlear implantation surgeries. Why? Because there is nothing written there. If you don't have a curriculum, you can't even ask. And more so in a private institute, you can't open your mouth. So if you are under any institution like CMC Velo, if there is a structured program, you can always go to your fellowship director and say, sir, this is in the curriculum. Please give me a case. But it is not so in a private setup. It is never so. So you always keep your mouth shut in a private setup if there is no proper structured curriculum. Now, why is MCI not recognizing it? I can only answer partially. As a ENT forum, our seniors, our big people who are there, they should represent the ENT subspecialties or super specialties. Go to MCI. And the big institutions like CMC Velour or AIMS or Zipmer, they have to go to the big body, MCA body, say that now we are saturated with the ENT surgeons. Now we want super specialist. So ENT super speciality is in, uh, is in abroad. It is outside India. But in, in India, it is a common speciality. It's not a super speciality. So our association people or big hospitals or big institutions should go and represent saying that fellowship program is necessary and it should be recognized and they should be accepted. If someone does that, then uh, we might have a better future. So it is the uh, responsibility of the big institutions or big people. That's what I think so. I think Monish has uh, responded something. Uh, even I think CG has recommended if, uh, uh, that it, there should be some uh, 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 recognized fellowship programs or MCH uh, otology, maybe. Monish, can you unmute, please? 
स्ट्रक्चर्ड and yes. it's only 3 months so you you do get some kind of an idea but yes. it's not that it will make you kind of a specialized person uh, yes. so there is a dire need and i'm pretty sure in a year or two maybe we'll have some kind of these things coming up yeah we expect so see when you come to ophthalmology ophthalmology has nearly 15 to 20 sub specialties even those fellowships are not recognized by mci ENT these days we have come across a few fellowship programs but ophthal is there for a very long time but even ophthal fellowships are not recognized but it's not about the recognition it's always good to have a recognition but it is the fellowship training which matters actually it's Sorry. not the degree it's not the degree definitely see getting uh, a certificate which says that you are approved to do or you have underwent so and so training is not going to help so proper training means everything not just obtaining a certificate that's rightly what says. rightly says so so this was one question uh, how do you get these mannequins uh, to practice uh, scotier uh, implantation very good uh see um Uh, i i uh, i don't know whether i remember it uh, correctly there is one company uh, which gives uh, uh, temporal bone which is uh, 3d reconstructed uh, i think it's facon or something facon or some company will uh, uh, yeah facon bones correct monish correct it's facon bones you give them you ask that uh, i want a temporal bone with uh, uh, highly cellular mastoid or abnormal facial no they'll get it structured in that way and give it to you it cost nearly 6000 rupees per bone i guess it was uh, earlier 6000 i don't know the exact price now or else you can give a ct scan a ct film and ask them to reconstruct the way it is in the scan they will reconstruct and give it to you it's like a modal bone it's not a true temporal bone but it's like a modal bone you will get the same feel as temporal bone but i recommend personally you practice more on temporal bone rather than a modal bone but it's very hard to get uh, temporal bones yes correct so how to deal with this kind of a problem is you should go back to your ent hod ask them to give a referral letter or a directing letter to the principal and hod of forensic medicine to help the forensic you ask the hod of the forensic department to help you out in getting the temporal bones of a unclaimed dead bodies so you can get that always into your department or else you can hod can obtain those temporal bones from the college and then depending upon the ability and the interest of the post graduates he can he or she can distribute those bones to the 
postgraduates and they can practice. The same thing can happen with the fellows and also the senior residents. This is the best way to get uh, temporal bones and practice on temporal bones. A lot of black marketing does happen. I agree on that, but we are no one to comment on that. So try to go through a proper channel and also you need to pay some bribes to the uh, people who are involved with the forensic department to get the bones. Yes, it is true. Any more questions from the audience? Uh, Dr. Sayeda Kausar has raised her hand. Yeah, Sayeda. Kausar, please go ahead. Hello, good evening, sir. Hi, good evening, Beta. Uh, sir, uh, actually, I wanted to know if you would personally recommend this uh, short fellowship by Dr. Milindri Kirsane, sir. Like, uh, is it adequate for uh, learning cochlear implantation? Okay, good. Okay, I'll answer that. Uh, see, um, short-term fellowships are always short-term. Those are actually for the people who have a good anatomy and doing routine otological surgeries and have gained a minimal experience while observing or assisting cochlear implantation surgery. Okay, for a person who doesn't know about anything about cochlear implantation surgery, can uh, not uh, get benefited by a very short-term fellowship program. That is my way of take. Uh, but uh, if you want uh, to do a very short-term fellowships, you should be very good in otologic surgery and should be having some uh, experience, either observership or uh, assistance in cochlear implantation surgery. So short-term fellowship is always short, but yeah, being with a very big man, uh, I hope you will definitely learn. You'll undoubtedly you'll learn, but how much you learn? Is it sufficient for you to come and practice cochlear implantation surgery or not? Depends upon you, not the mentor. It depends upon the mentee. Okay, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Beta. Sir, um, I think we can conclude the session, sir. There are no yeah, why not? questions. Uh, anyone, any questions before we close? There was one question, a goat temporal bone, your comments. Sorry? Goat, goat temporal bone. Goat temporal bones, I really have no clue. Uh, see, I can't compare human temporal bone with any temporal bone. No. So I, I, I even say that uh, practicing is on a uh, dry bone is also not useful. Practice on wet temporal bone. So that is the surgical situation. Except for bleeding, there is no difference. So please do practice on wet temporal bones as much as you can. So getting a feel of a live surgery will not be there in a dry temporal bone. I don't think that goat temporal bone would help in any way. That is my take. Yes, sir. Sir, uh, thank you for a very short and insightful talk, sir, on cochlear implantation. Somebody asked some details, I guess. So, contact details. Yes. Or someone. Okay. 
you can take my contact details. Uh, my email is otonot13 at the rate gmail.com. I repeat, O-T-O-N-A-U-T, otonot1313 at the rate gmail.com. I repeat, O-T-O-N-A-U-T, otonot1313 at the rate gmail.com. This is my official email ID, okay? My personal contact number, double nine four eight four one three five four six. I repeat, double nine four eight four one three five four six. I request please not send me any stupid WhatsApp messages or any irrelevant uh, emails. Okay. If you want to contact me, please leave a message. Okay. And talk to me in the evenings. I'll be relatively free. I'll be more than happy to help you out. But uh, a few people do take my mobile and send all good morning, good evening messages. I don't like that. And please stick to your point and ask me any sort of a question which is related to academics. I'll be more than happy to ask, to guide you. Okay. But please do not send me any irrelevant messages or irrelevant uh, emails. If you want any question, if you want any question that is to be answered relating to the academics, I'm more than happy to help you and can I can talk to you for hours together. Uh, if I can help you out, I'll be more than happy. Yes. Thank you, sir, uh, for uh, accepting our request and coming online on a very short notice. And I hope uh, your uh, <coughs> knowledge on this particular topic has uh, has been useful for all the postgraduates. Uh, so this is actually not knowledge, but this is a, like a guidance. But uh, experience, experience, yeah. your experience. This is true from my heart. I mean, I I just <laughs> want to see that uh, youngsters do well in their career, professional yes, career. Sir. So yes, sir. I I'll be more than see. We are here because of our teachers. Uh, so I really thank my teachers and uh, I'd be very, very happy uh, to see youngsters doing well. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll close for the day. Good night. Good night, all. Thank you. Thanks, Manish. Uh, thanks, uh, Aisha. Thank you all.